December is over. And I don't know about all of you, but my December felt nuts. And I feel kind of shell-shocked from the whole thing. A little bit... um, a little bit stuck, a little bit, a little bit super excited and a lot drained. And uh, I don't know, December is like the best month and it's so hard at the same time because there's just all this focus on kind of being slow and easygoing and, um, kind of focusing on what matters and then you also have this kind of collapse of your regular structure and for me I'm just I'm really wiped out and I'm so excited about January and I love making New Year's resolutions in January but at the same time I'm looking at them thinking is this real like can I don't even know how to describe it. I almost feel like um, I heard this piece of advice for if you are ever caught in an avalanche. The first thing you do is like as the snow is falling on you, you like make your body big. Or if you have like a snowboard or skis, you like push them out away from you so that you don't get as smushed by the snow. But the other thing, the most important thing that I think relates to how I feel right now is that they tell you you're not going to know if you're all covered in lots of snow, you're not going to know which way is up or which way is down. So you have to spit. And basically, if the spit lands on your face after you spit, you know your point, your face is pointed towards like the air and if it doesn't then you know you're facing the ground or somewhere near the ground I don't know if that's real because I have never done actually any avalanche training and I'm not much of a snowboarder skier alpine person but I do feel like that's how I feel right now I feel like I just need to record this podcast because I need to like spit and see if it lands my face or not That probably doesn't make any sense. Does anyone else, I'm not even talking to anyone, but I feel like, am I the only one who feels like confused after December? It, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but I just feel like stuck in my excitement and in I don't know, you feel like kind of this sense of loss, I guess, for what's all the excitement and the anticipation is over and now it's real life and now it's time to get your work boots on and it's just time for real life. And you kind of, I, I honestly kind of wonder at this point, um, you start to ask yourself, like, can I actually do the things that I want to do? Maybe, maybe I've actually been using Christmas as kind of an excuse to put them off. It's just really hard. So I wanted to talk about some strategies for how to navigate this January and how we as 
whoever we are, mothers, sisters, husbands, people in the world who have things that need to be brought forward to it can go out and do the things that they need to do when you're stuck in an avalanche of Christmas slash your goals and ambitions. Here we go. Okay, so I've talked before in this podcast about Rachel Hollis's 10-10-1 goal-setting rule, which is to take 10 years of your life, like the next 10 years, what you in 10 years is going to look like, um, then write down 10 dreams that if they were to come true would help you become that person that you would love to be in 10 years and then to narrow those 10 things down into one goal for this year to focus on so you're not putting yourself in too many places but I don't I don't not sure if I mentioned that the key to this practice um, especially when you're using her start today journal which I don't have because I'm far too cheap um, but the key to the practice is that even though you're focusing on the one goal that you've deemed will get you towards that becoming that person the fastest, you're still writing down the other nine every day and you're writing them down as if they've already happened. So this is an interesting exercise, which I just did a couple days ago um, with my sister as we were driving home. We kind of went through this exercise and it was, um, felt really powerful at the time. But then I went back later and read them and I honestly haven't even had the courage to write them down yet. But you write them down as if they've actually happened. Um, So one of mine was that, oh, what's one, um, that I want to become a 512 climber. My husband and I both enjoy rock climbing, and I that's something that I can't even ima- barely imagine for myself right now, but that if I'm being honest for myself, I would like to have in my life that skill, that ability. And so... I'm I'm looking at this list and I feel kind of shell-shocked by it, honestly. Um, Like me saying the words, I am a 512 climber is really scary. Even though that's not like there are people in the world that climb way at a way higher level than that. But for me, that feels scary. I'm scared by what if I write that down for years and then it doesn't happen. Um, I'm scared by the amount of work that that's going to take to achieve that goal and all the other dreams that I've listed for myself. Um, and, and I'm just, yeah, it's a lot of work. So it, it kind of makes me want to just, in some ways, just go into my bed and put the covers over my head and just pretend that I didn't ever say those things because they're really hard. So if your New Year's resolution slash your crazy Christmas is making you feel a bit like I'm feeling right now. Uh, here are some 
some of my tips, some things that I've been telling myself tonight to help me push through to get back in what I know is going to make me the kind of person that I deserve to be, the kind of person that I truly am. And here it is. So number one, stick to the things that you already know. Okay, so sometimes when we when we think about our New Year's resolutions, we instantly get away from ourselves. We start looking around at other people that look happy or that have amazing muscles or that um, don't have a like that belly fat that hangs out right around your belly button. Um, and we start looking outside of ourselves for the kind of goals that we want to have. And I think one of the most important things when we're making goals is to first look at the things that we're already doing in our lives and the things that we're already doing well. And part of the problem with this for me is that some of those things that I'm really proud of myself for or that I really started to commit myself to have fallen apart this December. Um, And so giving yourself some space and um, time and realizing that's okay. That doesn't mean that you're not committed to them in the long term and that um, remembering that just because you haven't done them for the past few weeks or months or however long you've been away from the things that have worked for you in the past um, doesn't mean that you don't have a right to come back to them, I guess. So, yeah, just... And also, what are you great at? Like, what are some things that you are just... I think it's hard for us to give ourselves that... that much um, kudos, I guess, in a way. It's hard for us to give ourselves that much credit to say really what am I great at or to identify what you're great at. So maybe a better question is, uh, what do you feel driven to do? Like what, what can you not even stop yourself from doing because you're, because it's just part of you. And that's a great place to focus on too, when you're setting goals and when you're thinking about the direction for 2019, what am I already What's the natural course of who I want to be? And let's channel that instead of trying to look at someone else's body, life, um, energy, whatever. Not that the people in our lives can inspire us, but just start with you. Start with what you're amazing at, what you've done well in the past. And because if you're not building off of that, then you're just, you're, you're all over the place and it is, I'm all over the place specifically. And I'm, it's so important that I try to not let go of the things that actually work and actually work for me. Okay. Second point, start with the easiest thing. Um, I am, this is my life. This is how any success, any small success that I've ever had in life is because I did it this way. So I, I'm terrible at math and every time I went to crack open 
a math textbook in high school, I was felt a large degree of loathing for what I was doing. But the best, the best thing I could ever do is start with the easiest thing. Is there one thing on this sheet of paper that I understand already or that I can already do right now? Okay, yep, there almost always is. Great, I'm gonna start there and I'm gonna do that and hopefully, it doesn't feel like it now, but hopefully that, that small success is going to spur me on with the confidence, with the drive to feel like I can do this. This is not that crazy. And maybe even it's not as hard as I originally thought it was. So, um, yeah, when we're thinking about long-term goals, it's so easy to think about, like I was just talking about, the, the immense amount of work it's going to take and how scary that is. So do yourself a favor, and when you start to feel like that, go do something easy. Go do something that is going to change your life, but you can do it right now. Um, it might be organizing a closet, but doing it really well so that your that closet helps you throughout your day in so many ways. It might, maybe you just need to go get a haircut. Maybe you've been putting it off. And you just, uh, for me today, it was taking a tweezer and fixing my eyebrows. They were, it was bad. And it, that made me, it made things feel a lot more manageable when I could look at myself and think, okay, those like, that looks much better. Anyways, it can be so simple. But if you start with something that can make you proud, because you're drained. December was draining. So we have all this energy for the new year, but it, you need something that's not going to overwhelm your little heart in every way today. So do that. I'm also a big proponent of the, like the swallow the frog mentality for your day, um, where you check off your hardest to-do list item in the day, but I think this is a different situation in which yeah, when we're overwhelmed, that's not the time to be swallowing any frogs. You don't, you don't swallow the hardest thing when you're overwhelmed. You go do the easiest thing, swallow the frog later. Okay, second last item is to cut out of the crap of your life. Okay, what do I mean by this? We've talked about it before. But there is a lot of crap in your life right now. It sneaks in. It creeps in all the time. That's the reason why I have to organize my house every Wednesday because, and, and take out stuff and declutter because clutter seeps in. And it's not just stuff. It's food that we shouldn't be eating. It's uh, media that we don't need to be consuming or that we're consuming too much of. It's um, relationships that are draining us because we haven't established the boundaries that we need in order for them to be successful. Um, there's just so many ways that this can happen. And unless we take the time in our lives to analyze what we value the most and get rid of anything that is not adding value to our lives. If, if we're not ruthless in this endeavor, 
we'll be spending our whole lives in doing things that don't bring us joy, that don't add passion and everything we need into our the moments of our lives that make up everything we're going to be we're going to be really miserable and that might seem like an overly harsh statement but it's not it there's just if we let ourselves be consumed by things that aren't the things we really want to be doing then what on earth are we here for um it's just not it's not okay so we have no reason to let that happen to us that our lives c.s lewis said um that basically the definition of a miserable soul is to spend your whole life doing nothing you like and nothing you ought and yeah if i think that just really sums it up if you're not if you don't like it or even think you should be doing it then do something else for heaven's sake i once had a a professor who in university who really just set my head straight when this this girl in the class we were supposed to bring our favorite book to and talk about it and to the class and this girl brought Anna Karenina and she said well I'm reading this book right now it's not really my favorite but a lot of people really like it so I brought it in and the professor just looked at her sternly in the eyes and she said put that book down and don't pick it up again there are too many books in this world for you to be reading one that you do not like. And I just thought, oh, that is, that is so good. And there's, you can insert whatever you want into that. There's too many whatever. Um, another saying that goes along with this, um, if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. I'm not totally sure. I need to try that one out this year because I'm not sure what I think about that but I am tempted to love it. So anyways, if you try it out and you love it, let me know. Last thing, ask for help. This is something I'm extremely terrible at, but I think it's worth talking about because I think when we say that, we think of causing people to feel obligated to us um, or that's what I think of anyways, um, infringing on someone's right to enjoy their own lives or to, um, yeah, to be independent and not be doing your stuff. But I don't think it has to be that way. A uh, great example is in my kitchen. I've spent hours upon hours organizing my kitchen and in my kitchen, I have this one drawer that I personally think is a thing of beauty because it fits all of my spices in it perfectly. And but the problem with this spice drawer, the problem is that none of the they're just in little glass jars, and none of the spices are labeled. And so, if anyone is cooking in my kitchen, 
it's a little bit problematic because they have to sit there and ask me and then just to be sure usually when I'm cooking even I have to just give the thing I've opened a little sniff just to make sure I know what it is and my little sister we're the one who we we set our goals together she was joking with me and she's like you better put down labeling the spice jars on there because she knows what a point of tragedy it is in my kitchen when people are trying to deal with the situation and so so I was like laughing about that and and then I looked at her and I was like Holly would you like to label my spice jars and she's like yeah I would actually and her whole face lit up at the opportunity and she was kind of she knew she'd be kind of like kicking around at my house during the day the next day with not a lot to do and so she started to label my spice jars and she is pretty sure she's going to finish before she leaves after the Christmas holidays and I'm so excited and that is just such a small thing on my to-do list but it's also it was going to be way more time than I had would have time to devote and it's going to be done and so sometimes there are things that people would love to give to us that people would love to add to our lives Um, another great example is this podcast I was terrified of asking people to be on this podcast with me but I don't think it was that I don't think it was that terrible for them and maybe it's inconvenient in some ways for them to have to sit there and spend time but it's also um time spent with amazing people that I wouldn't have a chance to spend otherwise and I I hope they they feel the same way and I think that um, most of them have so I'm so I'm so grateful for the chance that we have we don't we don't live in this world on our own uh my friend Jess who was on the podcast recently described it well when she said that it takes a village and that we need to be we need to be accessing that in our lives and it's going to take some trial and error to figure out you know where that where those moments of asking for help fit and where they work but i think that it's so important so anyways i hope those few little things can help you in some small way if you are feeling anything close to what i'm feeling as we start this january and for those of you who are listening, I just, I love you. And I'm so glad that we get to share this time together. Is that weird to say? I'm so glad that um, that you listen to me talk. I don't know why I do it sometimes, but here I am. It's because I can't. I can't stop myself. That's, that's why. Um, and <laughs> it's because of point number number two. Yeah, mm-hmm. that we talked about. But the thing is that I'm just, anyways, have a good week. And don't, don't be too hard on yourself. December is hard. Use January as a time to slowly ease into what you want to be. Or quickly if you want to. But just, just do it. Do it right. And that's all. Get it done.